we have my friend Ty Gowan on this episode with me. We're trying to, you know, add some extra content, entertain the masses, all the stuff and all the things. And Ty actually has a ghost hunting show that you may not know about, and you totally should. And Ty, go ahead and tell everybody about Haunt Me. Hi, everybody. Yeah, thanks for the introduction. Um, I'm from a web series uh, similar to The Oddity Files, which you guys should already be watching. It's called Haunt Me. Um, we are a group of investigators who are moving into our seventh season now that primarily travel around the state of Maine, which is why it's called Haunt Me. It's a little pun there. Um, so we travel around the state of Maine, and we investigate the legends, the lore, and the history that's here. Um, and we present people with haunted locations uh, that they probably haven't heard about, that haven't made it to mainstream TV. And so that's kind of our shtick here for Hami. I love it. I love it. I love that you guys are just rogue and you just go in and, and the techniques you guys use are different than, than all the, you know, network shows, if you will. Why don't you tell them a little bit about that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we wanted to be different. Um, we we I love what's on TV, you know, well, for the most part. Same. I love that they created a gateway for people like us, you know, me and you, Kitsy, to, to do this. It was a really good start. Um, but what TV, I feel, lacks is in amount of trial and error. Um, they have to always be correct. They always have to be entertaining. Um, we can film episodes where we don't get anything and where we fail, and that's the point of the episode. So with that type of freedom, we're able to try out different techniques that a lot of other shows might not have. And that includes mixing technological practices with metaphysical ones and kind of using a fusion of the both to get, the, you know, not, I'm not going to say better evidence, but I'm going to say more more chances to have connections with the other side more conclusive almost because the old school mixes with the new school and and the, if they sink hell yes absolutely that's it um and so that sinking we kind of call it paranormal alchemy um that's you know something Ooh. that we've kind of based off the fact that having one or the other alone is not enough anymore. Um, but using them together is kind of creates the synergy where it opens up a wide world of communication. And that's kind of where we've moved in our show, um, where the beginning of our show is very much tailored to what was on TV and kind of uh, sampled a lot of ghost hunters, uh, some sci-fi techniques that those quickly kind of waned for us in both um, usefulness and interest. And now we kind of, we use both metaphysical and, yeah. and technological. What that's kind of trained us over the years is gathering evidence and storing them like Pokemon cards is not really our thing anymore. We kind of have convinced ourselves that there is something else out there. And our show has moved from just making contact to the goal is generally every episode now to make contact and then have a communication and understand what whatever on the other side needs instead of just uh, cementing whether or not it is there. That's amazing. I totally love that. And you guys kind of go in the same way we do where, you know, we're not just looking for the K2 to go off. We're, I want their story. I can't pass them on. I don't know how to do that. I'm not sure if you guys do that or not, and I should have researched that. But I, I just want them to be able to tell their story because sometimes I feel like that's why they're still here. I don't know. I just make shit up as I go. But do you feel the same way about that? 
No, absolutely. That kind of feels to me like crossing them over, cool, if they want it, sure. But I don't believe you can really just, like, punt one of them out, you know? Um, But sometimes having that conversation is enough. It's it's crazy because it's enough for living people, too. You know, like, one of of the greatest things I've ever heard was that after Columbine, um, Marilyn Manson was interviewed about what he would have done because he got blamed because of the music, his, his music choices oh. get a lot of blame for what happened at Columbine. And someone said, what would you have done? Um, and he said, I wouldn't have done anything. I would have just listened. And like that <gasps> has stuck with me since I was in fifth grade when that happened. It gave me chills when I heard it. And that's kind of like, honestly, what I brought with me into the paranormal community. What if instead of yelling at these things on the other side, the, these once people, we just listened. And that is a lot of what haunt me is. I love it so much. By the way, I was covered in goosebumps as you told me that. So thank you for that. I love it. Um, So what are some of the, I know your big thing, um, I haven't spoken to you in years. I should put that out other than, you know, social media and runes are your thing right now. So tell me what they are, what they do, how you learned it and all the nitty gritty. Absolutely. So I'll dive in this real quick because I could like go on for the whole podcast about this stuff at this point. Um, But uh, Katie Webb was our our occultist on our our show, and she really showed us these amazing methods of communication where I was generally more like the tech guy. We kind of like um, basically balanced each other out on the team. And then as the years went on, I really saw the benefit of what she was doing. And I but tarot cards never really spoke to me. I, thought, I think it's okay. beautiful artwork. I think it's amazing when other people can do it, but I just can't. Um, so trying to use tarot cards like Katie always felt um, a bit false. And so what I found is I've always had a love for Nordic culture. Um, I've, you know, ever since watching the uh, Marvel movies and seeing Thor and Loki and stuff like that, that's like the gateway drug. And so uh, I love seeing, <laughs> and so I went a little bit further with that and started researching their communication system. And that's where runes come from. Um, unlike American and English type of uh, typeset, where letters are, you know, A is A, B is B, C is Ch, or whatever, you know, that type of thing, that's the power that they hold. For Nordic culture, these letters hold huge powers. So their letters, uh, Uroks is like the, is the U, but what it holds is this amazing epic about an ox standing upon a hillside when you leave your hut in the morning and the challenges that you are faced with, whether or not you let the ox go on its way um, and preserve yourself or you take on the challenge in hopes for uh, finding renowned food and uh, warmth for your family. by, so by facing. Deep. It's so deep. And all of these letters, I should say, have these epics attached to it. And so me being an English major fell in love with the fact that I'm learning this alphabet, I'm learning this, the power behind it, and I'm also learning these amazing stories of this culture that's long forgotten. So what a rune reading is, in essence, is using those chapters of a, of a civilization that wrote a story that has been lost to us and reigniting those into someone else's story that needs something to be told from these characters who have passed on. Wow. Wow. And so how that plays into Haunt Me um, a bit is 
what we do now, you know, Katie came up with this great idea of when you're reading a person, you're reading their spirit. So why don't we just read spirits that don't have a body? And that's what she did with tarot cards. And so Anna uh, on our team does the same thing with Oum sticks. It's a Celtic version of divination. Mine is just a Norse birth version of it. But when we're there, um, I busted out kind of as a touch base for when a K2 meter can't give me information. Uh, I, you know, it goes to green, it goes to red, it goes to orange. I know something's there. You, if you get really lucky, you can do yes and no answers. But when I want to dive in and get more of that information, pull a rune to see what's going on with them. What are they feeling? What are they feeling about us? And neither one can stand on its own as evidence that something is there and something is talking to you, but you can start it as a clue to move further. So what I usually do it as... Oh, that's brilliant. Right? You know, so you can't say, amazing, we're sitting here, we're starting talk with, I flipped the Uroks rune again oh, it's a spirit that's had a tough challenge and it's really facing off with, with finding its own identity. That's so bland in you know, face value that you can't just- So spray. general. But that's where you can start having a um, digital audio recorder uh, you know, question and answer period where you're like, hey, I pulled this. I was just wondering, you know, are you being challenged right now? Are you facing something that you can't surmount? Tap this K2 meter um, if, if I'm on the right track and then it hits. Pull another stone. Oh, it's between a relationship. Are you looking for a long lost lover? Tap that if I'm right. And then it goes off. So it provides contextual clues to move forward. But without, again, that paranormal alchemy of uniting technology and metaphysics together, either one alone kind of leaves you in the dark. No, that's so brilliant. I love it so much. So the occultist that came in and kind of with the tarot cards, which is my jam right now, it's something I'm trying to learn and and grasp and things like that. But so did she introduce you to the runes or is that something you've kind of always had an interest in? No, that's something that I've always had an interest in, but never took the steps to actually learn it. Um, So it was actually a lot of different people who helped me with, with that. Um, getting started in the metaphysical first you have to get over the fact that there's a stigma against it so that's hard um right. secondarily you have to devote the time to learn it um so what i initially did was i read all the epics um like i was in college and i highlighted the important parts the stuff that stuck out to me but again when you're doing rune readings nothing sticks um you're trying to reach back for those stories but there's so many of them that you can't really like grasp it so step two was um, writing down note cards. Again, still not feeling my flow with that and I'm having trouble remembering it. Then um, someone gave me the idea, I totally can't take credit for this, um, but they said what you need to do is you need to walk um, in the shoes of these rooms, good and bad alike. Focus on what they feel like to you because that energy that you feel from them will be what they're trying to convey to you when you're doing it for, you know, working with spirits or giving people rune readings. And so what I did was I spent, for all the runes, I spent um, a week with one of them in my back pocket. And so it was really great when you're walking around with Wunjo, the joy rune for the week, you know, and you're making mental notes of how you feel and the interactions you're getting when you're working with that rune for the whole week. But then you pull Loki's rune, um, and you keep that in your back pocket for a week, and it effing sucks. I don't know if I can swear, but like any, 
please swear. Yeah. So literally, Loki's rune is one of my favorites because it fucking sucks, but it teaches you such bizarrely important <laughs> lessons. Like you literally see like Tom Tom Hiddleston jumping around out there, like making fun of you. Um, for holding his rune and walking with it. But what it's telling you is that misfortune can happen in your life and it will continue to happen to you unless you can find a positive side and learn from it. And and that's what Loki's rune means, where it's a lot of mischief, but you can learn from it. And that's the important part. Of it. Loki's kind of a life lesson going on there. He is. He's the guy that tells you to, um, even though you think you have enough time to get to that interview, to leave yourself five more minutes um, because your tire is probably going to be flat if you don't, you know, like that's yeah, the low key totally. rune right there. It's like, cool, you could have avoided this stupid situation, but you didn't, and then you will next time. Oh, that's so cool. Well, is there anything else that you're wanting to get into that you haven't yet, or are runes like, are they like your jam, and that's it? So um, esoterically, that's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm, I love studying alchemy. Um, so that is a presentation that I've been able to give a couple of times at public events, which is cool. Um, really pulling in a, more in depth of what we just talked about, that fusion between technology and metaphysics. I love that. That's so cool. Um, other things I'm looking into right now is like, I don't know if you've heard of Carl Jung. But he's a psychologist that had an interest in the paranormal. And his his takes on this are so cerebrally in, incredible that I've been reading a lot of, of his works to figure out what is the psychology of a haunting? Um, what does it do to our brains and how to how do we understand that phenomena? And what does it what does it make us after we have been haunted? That that's probably my next step is like looking at the brain and, and trying to figure out what, what are we doing here? You know, what's, what's actually happening in there. Am I seeing a ghost with my eyes or is the ocular center of my brain firing information that's helping me interpret what's actually going on in front of me? Okay. What is this guy's name again? Cause that's all the stuff I want to know. Carl Jung. Um, so it's C-A-R-L, and then his last name is J-U-N-G. And after this, I can send you some book recommendations because there, it's in, he goes on. Um, but it's fascinating if you start to look up his history because he's like this really famous um, psychologist with that used to like to dabble a little bit into the esoteric. And that is, that's my jam too. Oh, that's the, like, because you're there and you see stuff and you're like, okay, am I seeing that because I want to see that? Because it's never, well, rarely, full on that you see anything. And you're like, okay, now I'm looking for this. Right. So out of the corner of my eye, is that my brain telling me, oh, sure, you're finding what you're looking for. Continue. I mean, only once, straight on, have right. I seen something that made me go, fuck, what was, twice, fuck, what was that? And that's mm -hmm. that's the thing I want to know. I just... There's no way to tangibly prove that this is real. And I'm afraid right. that it's just my brain telling me it's real and it's not. Does that make any sense to you? So, yes. But here's the thing that I'm going to elevate that just for a second, Kitsy, and really uh -huh. wrinkle your brain here. If your brain is telling you it's real, does that make it any less real? So oh, I'm going to jump into that because your brain right now, you're looking at a computer screen. All that's happening is energy is coming out of that computer screen in the form of waves, and your eyes are taking those waves and transferring them into electro electric energy 
running through your nerves to your brain. Your brain takes that electrical signal and turns that into the information of uh, you are sitting in front of a computer and talking to me. That is what's happening. So all that's in front of you is your senses being able to take electrical information and turn it into data. So if you're in a haunting and you see a spirit, is that spirit actually bending light in front of you that your eyes are seeing? Or is it your brain somehow picking up that energy and transmuting that electrical signal the best it can to provide you with data of what's happening in front of you? Holy shit, Ty, mind blown. Well, that's the, that's the path I'm rolling down right now. Neither one is less real than the other one, right? But like how much energy would it take for a spirit to actually bend light in front of you versus how much energy would it take to fire a little electrical spark in your brain to say, hey, I'm here. Oh, shit. A whole new world. Rabbit holes. Rabbit holes all around. So that's a bit <laughs> of like why I've been reading Young is like the psychology behind what we're experiencing and when what does real even mean, you know? Oh, I'm a million because I, I've been told I'm an empath. I call it my crazy. I hear shit that my fellow investigators don't hear. I see shit that they don't see. So I'm like, my thing is, is I'm trying to figure out if it literally is just my brain, which from what you're saying, maybe they can manipulate brain wrinkles or whatever. It almost makes more fucking sense. And they've chosen me as opposed to the boys. So I'm going to throw this out there too. Uh, from watching the Oddity Files, uh, no offense to the boys, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> So one, I got this from a science fiction TV show in, called Kingdom Hospital, and it honestly has made the most sense to me out of anything that I've learned in real life in doing these studies for about a decade or so. If you think of people as tuning forks, it makes a lot of sense why some people have experiences in the same situation that other people don't have, because we are working with energy and energy vibrates. So if all of us are pitched to just slightly different tunes at birth, and that's how we live, it would make sense why you consider yourself an empath, because a, an entity that's vibrating at a more emotional level would ping off your, your tuning fork while Clayton's standing there and not getting anything, because his tuning fork is, is pitched to just more of like a, you know, an optical thing where he sees things more often than you do. So that's how we can all probably be in the same situation by having these different different experiences because if the other side is tuned very, very finely to different uh, vibrational levels, and we are too, that's why some people might be having experiences that other people aren't. It's just the tune that you're set to. That's absolutely crazy. And funny thing, one of the investigators is my son Carter and I didn't realize that this was going on with me until my like late 30s and he's about to be 25 so maybe it'll eventually come around for him as well just because my mother's always been slightly sensitive and he hears and sees things sometimes that Clayton does but that I do so it's it all just fucking makes sense <laughs> Right. And so like if you played any instrument too, that's up to Carter, I think, because I feel like when you when you play an instrument, you have the option of like a cello is never going to sound like a guitar. Like they're two different instruments, so you can only take it so far. 
but you can tune up the chords up and down to be either higher pitch or lower pitch. You can make those tiny little adjustments if you work at it. So, you know, no, Carter might not turn out to be like the cleansing woman from um, Poltergeist, but <laughs> if he's starting off with a bass line that's similar to yours, if he wants to tune it up or tune it out, I think that would be his option. You just keep working in your direction. You have all these psychics saying, like, I got scared and I turned it off. That is so common in our field to hear, but what if you have a psychic that said, I got scared and I turned it on? It's totally doable. That's actually right where I am with my life and my crazy right now. I I, I, I want to flip the switch, but I don't know if I want to flip the switch, you know? I totally hear you. For me, that was picking up runes, you know, where it was like, cool, this is a threshold moment. You know, like this isn't one of those things where you start and then you go back. Um, this is a one way and I'm glad I did. But there's other things in the paranormal community that I have not taken that step yet, you know? And I'm sure you totally understand that. Um, Because there's that old horror movie adage where, you know, once you see it, it can see you. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) There's so much out there that I'm really okay with not touching yet. I know, but I still want to know everything, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Because for, I think, me and you, we're only delaying it. Um, yes, <laughs> we, I think we both know where we're going to end up and it's probably a senile nursing home, um, when we're coasting. <laughs> It'll be me and you. Well, you're not nearly the same age I am, but yeah, rocking in my chair, talking to people that aren't there. That's how I figure it's going to go down. Hey, but maybe you'll think that I am there and, and that would be good for both of you. Absolutely. <laughs> Come visit That's you on Sunday. Was... Yeah. Deal. <laughs> Ty, this is so great. I really appreciate you doing this. Shout out all your stuff and all your things for me. Oh, absolutely. So the biggest shout out that I want to do is actually we have a new season of Haunt Me coming out uh, later this spring. Um, All we need to do is get together to film the final uh, recap interviews and then we can stop dropping or start dropping new episodes. So uh, find us on Facebook to find updates for that as everything progresses. Um, and then follow us on YouTube for the show, which is at haunt me official. Um, so youtube.com slash haunt me official, or you can find us at haunt me official on all of the social media platforms for our news and to get to know us. Um, we'd love to take people on our adventures with us. So, um, actually season seven is kind of being crazy because, we did this, I don't it sound like such a great idea at the time, but so we, <laughs> we got invited to leave Maine. Um, we had a couple places across the country reach out to us that wanted us to come visit, which is such an honor. Um, yeah. We decided that we were going to cram it all into one trip because all of us work day jobs and stuff like that. So oh, shit. we flew out to Liberty, Missouri, and we drove back stopping every other night at a haunted location that had invited us. And it is, it's wild to watch as we move on and the investigations ask just as much from us every episode, but we are fucking haggard at the end. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it is a season to watch this one coming up. Oh my gosh. That's, I personally cannot wait. I'm a huge fan girl and I'm super stoked that you did this Ty. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And, and next time you need an autosode and you want to do a rune reading, just hit me up. <laughs>
Oh, I may do that. Yes, absolutely. That'll be fun for uh, for your audience to watch your dirty laundry get aired. Um, on oh, shit. Can, yes. can I have a disclaimer like a writer saying you can't talk about this, this, or this? Hey, you are sitting, you're sitting in the editing seat, so you can just make it whatever you want it to be. Excellent point, sir. Excellent yeah. point. Well, stay safe, stay healthy, wash your damn hands, and stay in the house. Same. You do. You do the same thing to tell the guys I said hello, and um, I will see you um, back when I'm sitting at home listening to Oddity Files, the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma, your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear. Go. Get. Serious. I'm out of here. <laughs>